Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are my fellow warriors, Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. And Anthony. Hello, everyone. How are we all doing today, Anthony? I'm going to get you to start us off. I'm doing well. It's been a pretty busy week last week and this week with all the stuff that we have come out and have coming out. And, you know, really like it's, it's just every day there's something new to edit or review or interview. And we're always on the go with the movie podcast. So yeah, just been pretty busy. It it has been busy. Yeah. You know, we've had so much going on again. Every month we say like, you know what? This month's going to be quieter. You know what? Maybe they're going to, maybe we could start adding months to the year just so we could spread out some of these shows and movies. Cause there's a lot going on. Uh, Shay, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Kind of like what Anthony's saying here. We are busy. And, uh, so if I haven't returned anyone's calls yet, it's because I'm busy. Like, Hello. Also, oh, who's you calling that? you, by the way? Why aren't they, why aren't they texting you or it's emailing you? It's all these numbers from, like, uh, Wisconsin and places <laughs> that I've never really had to go to. But right. clearly, they want to talk. And they keep leaving me these voicemails. And I don't understand any of them, but I'm busy. I'm doing nope. the show. <laughs> As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and our interviews, just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. Join our Discord. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what you think of Wakanda Forever after you've watched it, of course. Please do not tell us things, how you feel about this movie until you've watched it, because you know what? We you, you got to watch it to have an opinion on it, do you not? I think that's how it works. No, no, no not the internet nowadays. Yeah, no, you just you you all I, people already have opinions about Black Panther Wakanda forever, and they're right to because they haven't seen it. So duh, they can just call it a woke movie or whatever they want to call it. I don't know what they call it on the internet nowadays. I don't even know if I know what woke means anymore, to be honest with you, because I've seen it used on both examples. And I'm yeah, like, I don't I think this is just a word we're throwing out nowadays. So. <laughs> it's just a word that's being thrown yeah, out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh but this is our spoiler free review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Thank you to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for inviting us to watch this film. Uh, this is a big one. This has been one that we've been waiting many years for. There's been a lot of questions going into this movie about, you know, how are we going to deal with the loss of Chadwick Boseman, who is, he, he was T'Challa. He was Black Panther. He was, uh, one of the biggest things that made that first film so special, his appearance, you know, his performance in civil war in Avengers, infinity war and Endgame. He brought so much heart and soul to that character and to continue on where that movie left off there's a big that's something big that you need to address and this film does it of course we will be staying spoiler free for this episode uh so stay tuned next week for our spoiler filled discussion on this movie but uh yeah there is a lot going into this movie and we will talk about a lot of that today but I want to say that this film stars Letitia Wright, Lapita Nwango, Denai Guerrera, uh, Tino Huerta, Winston Duke, Martin Freeman, Dominique Thorne, Florence Kasumba, Michaela Cole, Alex Lavinali, uh, Mabel Karina, and Angela Bassett. If those couple of those names sound familiar, it's because we had them as guests on the movie podcast. So please go check out our interview with Mabel and Alex and Ludwig Gornson, who is the composer for this movie, who is, um, who is a name that you're going to hear us bring up, I think, a lot in this review. 
because his work in it is phenomenal. Now, this film is going to be releasing on November 11th. That is this Friday exclusively in theaters that is the best place you want to watch this movie watch it on the biggest screen possible but anthony is going to tell you what it's all about the wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter fighting to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of king t'challa's death thank you very much for that anthony shay start us off with your first reactions to the film and where your mindset was going into this movie you know, I, I had absolutely no fear going into this movie about, um, you know, in terms of quality, because I feel like whenever um, there's certain directors in the MCU that um, they they're making a movie that's definitely part of the grander scheme of things. But their films still stand on their own. They're not really, they're not dependent on anything else. Uh, Ryan Coogler is is one of those people. He's he's already proven himself to be an amazing director when it comes to Fruitvale Station, Creed, and obviously the first Black Panther film. So going into this one, um, I think maybe the only concern was how they would handle T'Challa's passing or Chadwick's passing, really. Um, again, like you mentioned, Daniel, same person if you really want to break it down. Um, I was really curious what they were going to do and say, because you, we've unfortunately had this happen now in a lot of films. Like you look at the Fast and the Furious franchise where you had Paul Walker pass away and how did they address it that way? So there's always a different way that you can go creatively. At the end of the day, there's not going to be one way that people are going to love. There's always going to be something that everyone has an issue with. But I think the way they handled it in this movie, um, and I, again, we won't really get into spoilers, is is beautiful it's it's the way that i think you know you should you, they should have done it and i'm glad that they did because it makes absolute sense so when the film kind of you know starts off that way it it, it thrusts you in immediately into emotions like i mean, immediately i was like oh my god i'm so heavy this is crying I'm, I'm so much is happening right now i need i need to catch a breath and the movie starts off at a very frantic pace and then it kind of simmers down and it gets to a place and understanding of introducing a lot more characters, dealing with these losses, dealing with how Wakanda is perceived now around the world. I mean, the secrets really aren't there anymore. I mean, obviously, they still keep their secrets, but everyone knows really now what Wakanda is and, and, and their influence on the rest of the world, I guess you could say. From there, you're getting a story, you know, that Letitia Wright is carrying on the back of her shoulders and she's doing a fantastic job. Like she's she's, you know, you you watch the first Black Panther film and you see how Letitia is in that movie. You know, she's still very young, a kid immediately in this film it, it's it's a jump to 100 she is mature she and, and everything feels believable and i think that's kind of what i loved about her performance and obviously from there you, you have you have to know Chuerta who really this is his first movie this is really you know he's he's being introduced into hollywood this way and he absolutely crushes it so for my first reactions this movie is is big this movie is is bold this movie is absolutely beautiful yeah, and there's a, there's a couple of things that I want to touch on before I kick it over to Anthony, um, and that is Letitia Wright's performance. You know, going into this film, I think um, uh, Suri was a was a fun character in the first film. She was a fan favorite in that first film because she was so funny, she was so lighthearted, she brought a lot of the 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 comedic relief. But she was also the little sister, and you you felt like you know T'Challa wants to protect her. So in this film. We're really going into a place where, you know, we're post, you know, the snap happening. You know, so much loss has happened in this world. Um, and that's what I love so much about the MCU is that this is the end of phase four. 
and now we're we're in this we're ending this phase um where so much has happened so much of the fallout of the snap and now here she is losing her brother she's not being able to do anything to stop it she's a, one of the smartest minds on the earth but not even she can stop what's coming right and she wears that you see the maturity on her face you see the strength and the the just that wariness that people go through when they go through such loss like this and i think her performance with uh, tinoche and obviously angela bassett which we'll talk about very soon um some of the highlights of this film anthony jump on in into the waters of talukan uh the the anticipation for this film has been unprecedented i think a lot of people have been waiting for the next black panther because the first one was being being so popular. And there was always this on the back of my mind, and I think a lot of people, where do you go with this character? Where do you kind of, how do you tell the story without its person, the person who made this character who it is? And that was probably, I think, the biggest struggle for Ryan Coogler. And I, I remember him saying in his interviews, it's like he was so worried on how his story would be interpreted by people, how he can deliver a story that will honor Black Panther, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, and also progress the character through the future. And I think with this film, he did a fantastic job. And I think it's also timing-wise, I think this movie took a really long time to make, but it also, I think, gave enough time for everyone who was involved to really pace themselves and tell a journey that, you know, even though the person that we loved as Black Panther has gone, the character, that, that, that presence is still going to live on. And it's going to live on in the right way. And that was, I think, the best way of dealing with his death. Ryan Coogler had an unbelievable hill to climb, especially with his, his, this story. Because, you know, for me, when, I, when Chadwick passed, it was like, whoa, what are we going to do with his character? How do we tell a Black Panther story? And here we are. And I'm happy to say that they did they took careful care of it as well as progress it into the future um i gotta give shout outs to leticia wright because she emoted everything that chadwick was like i could literally see her embrace that character and embrace chadwick's performance and become this figurehead for this franchise you know like this is this is now under her shoulders and you can just see it in her face. You can see it in her, like her mannerisms. It was like a lot of Chadwick was in her and that was amazing to see. Uh, Tenoch Huerta who played Namor or Namor is fantastic. Namor was always a character that resembled, you know, he, he was a character that was anti-hero he was the first of them truthfully he the first mutant as well first right? mutant and you know when i watching or him, was that technically apocalypse was the first mutant but apocalypse was the first mutant but yeah. in different universes like wolverine was right. the first mutant but we'll say in this case um submariner is and yeah. he did a fantastic job playing that character that you empathize with but also you dislike because he's a villain very mm-hmm. something very and i know samariner uh, black adam is based on samariner because samariner came out a lot sooner than yeah, 1939 yeah, yeah so black adam when I, and i was trying to you can easily compare the two because of their characters 
when they couldn't put in the water because they had Aquaman and all that stuff. But you could clearly see that I empathize more with Namor more than I did with Black Adam is because Tina Huerta brought humanity to this character. He also brought like this this ferociousness that you haven't seen on screen before from a villain. He was probably one of the best Marvel villains in a really long time since Thanos, truthfully. Like he was just very vindictive and very angry at what the world was becoming and he really wanted to rise up. And I think that's, you know, that's not a a spoiler. That's just sub that's Namor. That's his thing. Yeah. I I really enjoyed his performance and I really enjoy everyone's performance. I think everyone on screen gets a lot of time to showcase their characters and Ryan really did a great job of focusing on how each character in this world dealt with the death and how they kind of go on from that journey into their own journey. Um but action sequences were fantastic. I got to say there is this there's a water explosions that happen. Like they use these water bombs that look really, really cool. And again, that's yeah. not a spoiler. It's just, it's just a, a weapon, but it's a, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> it's cool. It's not a spoiler. The it's one, a weapon. <laughs> the one thing I would say it's, it's a very long story. So there yeah. are points where you're, you might be like, Hmm, this might've been better off taken off or to shorten it. And I think that's, I think Ryan Coogler still just wanted to tell as much story as possible because of the time span that has happened since Black Panther, the first one, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you, you need to take that chance and give as much story. And I think even though it was slower at certain points, I still cherish those moments of lore that was being built between Wakanda or, in this case, the, the Tolokans. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that's what's so special. I think what this movie does really well. And you're totally right. It is, you know, it's two hours and 40 minutes. It is a longer film. But just as familiar as we are with Wakanda, this movie wants us to feel the same for the Talukans, right? We're getting to you know Shwarta, who does uh who gives us a phenomenal performance in this. Um he is so unpredictable. And I'm glad that you brought up that Black Adam comparison because we were we spoke about that when we left the theater. We're like, hey, like that's how, you know, as you know, as badass and just as brooding as Dwayne Johnson is as, you know, as uh as Black Adam, you want the methodical. You want somebody who's thinking seven steps ahead. You want someone who's thinking just really just so far down the line and who's manipulative and who's just who just knows what to do to get what he wants. And I think that's what Namor is in this film. And that's what makes me so excited to see where he shows up next, you know, in the MCU, where we're going to get him. Um, like what what like what relevations are we going to get? Are we going to get a prequel series? Are we going to get an expansion of that world? Because there's so much that I think you could do with his character. And this movie's already doing a lot. There is a lot happening in this film, but I think like we were talking about, every character gets their moment to shine, whether it's Suri or Queen Ramonda or um Nakia or Okoye, like everyone gets their, their chance to shine. And it's pretty amazing. You know, the first, you know, the first Black Panther film, you know, obviously Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman and Andy Serkis, and Martin Freeman, they're all great, but it was the women of that film leading the show. They were the ones that were just like, Oh my God, they're all incredible. And they're at the forefront of this movie. 
And now we're also introducing Dominic, uh, Dominic Thorne, who, who's playing Riri Williams, who was another character in this film that I thought was really fun. And it makes me really excited to see what they do with her series. Um, just because of the way she's connected to the story. I was, when I, when I heard that she was going to be in this film, I'm like, okay, is it going to be like a, like a little cameo? Is it going to be like a little random setup of something? I'm like, no, she is a crucial character to this film and she is throughout the movie. So it was really cool to see that. But I, but I honestly think, you know, this movie is beginning to end, you know, Wakanda forever is a triumph beginning to end, you know, Ryan Coogler, like we were saying, he did the impossible and he struck lightning twice. And he gave us when I, what I think is one of the best sequels in the MCU and in all of superhero movies. Like this was, there was so much that he had to do and the writers had to do and the creative team behind this movie had to do to make something that lived up to the, to the crazy bar that that was the first movie. You guys remember when that, when black Panther, sorry, when black Panther came out in 2018, that was a movement. That was the first time I was ever seeing schools taking their kids to watch movies in theaters. Like I know, I knew schools did that before, but I never knew to the extent that we'd see it happen before. And then I'll, I'll never forget watching infinity war opening night. And, you know, when, when they're at Avengers, when they're at the, the Avengers headquarters, uh, the compound, and they're like, oh, like, like Cap is saying, like, oh, where we're, like, this is where we're going to go next. And it starts playing, you hear the Wakanda, like, you hear the Black Panther theme, the Wakanda score, and, like, the crowd popped off. And, like, that's just how crucial and how influential Wakanda and Black Panther was. So to now be here four years later talking about a sequel that's doing all of this, it's pretty amazing. And I and I really love this film. I think it's so powerful, so personal, and I, I really do believe that this was a beautiful uh, tribute to Chadwick Boseman because he was just, um, like, like you said, Anthony, and like you said, Shay, he is not in this film, but his presence is felt, I think, throughout. Um, and when you have a longer film like this, yeah, like it definitely, there are parts where I'm like, yeah, you know, we're spending a lot of time here, but I also think that Ryan was like, okay, let's, let's try and really make this world. And this movie feels so different than a lot of the MCU films that we've gotten in phase four, this film, the scale of it seems larger. And there's a sequence that we've seen in the trailers on that boat which is still, I think I get goosebumps thinking about it. And so much of that is because of Ludwig's score. The score for this movie is phenomenal, as is the music that we got from it. May not be as iconic as what Kendrick did with the first movie, but there is still a, an amazing collection of music in this film that I think speaks to the culture of both like the, the Aztec culture and to like the, the African culture that it just does an incredible job with. Yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, like, I guess my my gripe with this film, it, it would just be the length. I think at some points, um, especially when you have a movie that is so heavy, you kind of start to feel the weight of it at, at certain points. So, um, but MCU does a great thing where they insert moments of levity that kind of help pull you out of those experiences that sometimes you're like, okay, a little too deep right now. Can you pull me out a little bit with a joke or something? And, and, and luckily they do that flawlessly. They always have. And that's kind of the things that I love about this film. You know, the movie is full of heart. There's so many, uh, there's so many moments where Angela Bassett just had me floored. I, yes. I you know, we're, we're hearing the talks of, and we don't, this is not an awards show kind of podcast, but we hear talks about her 
performance being nominated for a plethora of different things and uh, i'll be first on that uh, on that uh, lineup i don't know how to, i don't know how people campaign for these things i'll be first <laughs> at the campaign place to right. to give angela bassett whatever she deserves because yeah she's phenomenal she clearly is is doing so much but also again to know just the the balancing of the pain and the resilience of his character i think is one of my favorite parts as well but we miss chadwick but the movie honors him so well Angela Bassett, yeah, uh, she she reflected what I think a lot of people like what a mother would reflect losing her child, and in mm-hmm. and as well as dealing with being, you know, the the figurehead of the Wakanda nation and the amount of stress that goes into having all these things happen to you. She is angry. She is sad, and it emotes out of her like this river of uh, like this river of emotions and you can literally see in her performance and you if the audience if you when you watch this movie you'll know that sequence when she just gives it her all and it's shocking too because it's like oh i didn't expect it to be in front of this person but man it was a beautiful performance yeah she uh she sold the show i think everyone brought some of their best performance that we've ever seen even with characters who we got a lot of time with like um um with Lapita in the first film, she's not in this film as much, but when, you know, but when she does grace the screen, she, she commands it, so, you know, same with the Nigurera who's as Okoye, she is so powerful in this. And I love just how much room these characters and how much space these characters were given to grow as characters, as people, they never felt like they were just there to give exposition or bring us to the next thing or tease what's coming down the road. It felt very real. It felt so grounded. And when you're dealing with a character who has wings on his feet and it could fly and there's an underwater society, this is probably one of the most grounded MCU films that we've gone in a very, very long time. It was uh, so incredibly well made. I got to say like that, those two elements, because we're into, we're, we're bringing into light this, this nation very similar to Wakanda. And like you, you kind of, here, like, there's no nation that is compared to Wakanda. Like, we are mm-hmm. the greatest. But here we are. There's another nation underwater prepping, preparing, building this MCU universe. Like, you have no idea what the rest of the world's in store for. Because, you know, we think of superpowers. These are the two real superpowers. And it really showcases yeah. that. It's like, you think that you have your bombs and your your armies, but they don't even compare to the technology of Wakanda or the army of, of the, the Tolokan. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing to see because it makes this world so much bigger. And then you have like characters from the Eternals that are even bigger than that. So it's like this world, yeah. that, but it all meshes, it all blends well. And that's what I love about the MCU is like they, they have all these, bigger than life characters, you could start off with Captain America being a super soldier. And then you can work your way up to Black Panther. And then you can work your way up to Thanos. And then, but all these things just blend in so well and they work so well. It's just, you you wouldn't think that this is part of the same universe. And I got to say, one thing that I liked about this film more than I liked in the first one was the way it was shot. It was shot very similar to the Eternals, a lot of handheld work, a lot of like in your face, emotional, um, 
sequences where we really focus on up close, um, up close uh, shots of the characters and dealing with emotion. It felt very different in, w- in the way it was shot compared to what the first one was. And I and yeah. I would say that I think that's something the Eternals kind of brought into the MCU to ground this this you know cinematic experience where it could kind of feel like it's very roller coastery, but yeah. it really grounds it. I think that's what I loved about this movie too was the way it was shot. It was beautifully shot. Yeah, it was. So it, just just to speak to that too, Anthony. So it is. Um, it is a different um, cinematographer that we've gone before uh, from the first Black Panther film. So the first Black Panther film, uh, the cinematographer was Rachel Morrison. And for this film, it, um, the, the cinematographer's name was Autumn Durald's uh, Archipel. So this is a, a, a different cinematographer that, um, um, who's worked with, um, with Ryan Coogler on this one. And uh, they were also the cinematographer for uh, Loki, which also had a very different look than you know what we've seen from other MCU shows, right? Like I think Marvel, uh, for a while, a lot of their films, as you know, criticism, a fair criticism that they got was a lot of their films sometimes had a little bit of a, not all of them had a little bit of a void of color, or some of them looked very samey. And I think in the last couple of years, they've at least been trying to really change the way things look and you know give us something a little bit more fresh, right? Um, yeah, Shay. No, I think like one of the things that I also really liked about this film, you know, kind of speaking on how different it looked or um, how it looked really was that I'm glad that we're back to getting, you know, action sequences that aren't just taking place on a set anymore. You can tell that they filmed in the streets to do this car chase or like kind of like how they did in the first movie um, or this scene is taking place outside for real. And I know that with Marvel movies, it is a tough thing to do because they want to keep everything so secret. So how do, how do you close down an entire city or entire uh, area? So what makes that easier? Make it on a set. And that has been my gripe with the last bit of Marvel movies where you can tell everything's a set. Everything is just, you know, blue screen, green screen, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but to kind of get that authentic, you know, this is really taking place on the streets of X, Y, and Z, you felt it. It's an immediate noticeable thing where I'm like, oh, wow, like this is so great. We're moving camera to camera through a whole intersection. And I love that. So that was really, really cool to see. It was just it it added it added to the intense, uh, the intense moments that this movie kind of brings to you. Definitely. Yeah, it felt very, very real. Let's get to our final recommendations. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. This is going to be a real gem for me. I really enjoyed this film. I think it did a, a very good job and a respectful, respectful job in regards to dealing with the death of T'Challa and the future of where, um, where Black Panther goes and Wakanda and all that. I think everyone who partake in, in this story really took it on their hearts to deliver their best performances. And I, you see it and Ryan Coogler did an amazing job of directing and it's just, it's a beautiful film. I think it's one of the best films of 2022. Um, and I, I like it more than the first one, but again, I'm going into this with more of an emotional impact compared to the first one. So there's a little bit more weight on it. But I really liked it. And I think a lot of people will really love this film. I think they'll be like, wow, this is this is great. 
I love that. I was also going to give it a real gem. I think this movie has stuck with me so much since watching it. I'm so excited to watch it again. And this movie is, it's, it just hit me in a different way than I was anticipating before. Going into it, you know that you're going to get a great, you're going to have a great time, you're going to have a lot of great action. But it's those emotional moments, it's those quieter moments in this movie that are really lingering with me. And I think that's what's really impressive, where when you have a movie that's so massive in scale, you have an incredible score, you have incredible visual effects, you have an incredible action, but it's those quiet moments that I was just as excited watching. That's really what makes this movie a triumph and what kind of forever is a triumph and i and i absolutely adored it shabazz you will remember the day that you watched wakanda forever because it is emotional it is intense um it takes everything that you loved about these characters and just cranks it up to 11 uh, a, a real gem an absolute real gem this is uh you know marvel movies they they get a lot of flack but i think that if you're someone that may be still on the fence which is kind of weird because we've had so many movies now there's been um, so many this is this is one of those movies that you should definitely watch if you only watch one movie a year for example i agree i totally agree look forward to our spoiler filled discussion on black panther wakanda forever next week on the movie podcast uh we have a special guest joining us we're really excited for this to happen so stay tuned for that as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and watch out throughout the week for our reviews and interviews and all the latest movies and series make sure you're following us on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox at the movie podcast Join our Discord because we will be opening up a Discord channel for this film, um, as well as make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. We really want to try and hit a thousand subs on YouTube before the end of the year. We could do it. I believe we could do it. So if you're watching this, if you're just finding our review, please subscribe. Tell your 200 friends like left. what we're doing. 200, 200 left. 200 left. You know, we could do it. We could so do that. Uh, and of course, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in theaters on November 11th. Go watch it. Thank you once again to our friends at Disney for inviting us to watch it to give you this review. Um, what a movie. I cannot wait to talk more about it. But that was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. Next.